Welcome. We thank you for listening with us today. We ask that you please stow away and secure all important items. There are no emergency exits. So, just sit back, relax, fasten your earbuds, and enjoy. Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Funny to Informing. Welcome to Funny to Informing, episode 129. Ah, good job remembering. I just thought about that myself. And you almost said welcome back, didn't you? I, <laughs> yeah. I, I just felt it. You were like, welcome. You wanted to say back. I we've know you wanted been, to say back. We've been so busy for I so, like, I'm, I mean, I went, on my va- I went on my vacation. And then when I came back, it's been every day since then, you know, with our event that we did and with... A um, Tuttle interview. Yeah. Going into the events. Then work, work, work. Then fucking quickly cram in the research for this show we're doing now. Yeah, and record which, it. And then uh, Patreon shows too, and everything. Oh, um, we're gonna do that. And on this one, we have um, like an interview at the very end of this. We're interviewing a guy named Mike Mueller, a director producer who has a new movie coming out. Yep. Um, and then we have Digi Hears and Pizza's Picks. Yeah, we're gonna try to cram in a full show with a little interview in there. Yeah, Orlando City had their home opener. They did. Yeah. Their did season. they win? Yeah. <laughs> You went. You, oh, it was that memorable. You got to tell me about Just it. Just kidding. It was a good match. I, and I have to tell you this too, because on my block where I live, there was two house fires in the in back to back days. Yeah, you live in apparently the hood because the 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 hubbub on Facebook there was that. Uh, oh, I used to live there, or I know that neighborhood. It's always been sketchy. Yeah, sounds okay. like meth labs everywhere. It's it is a little. I mean, it's not a quiet neighborhood for sure. <laughs> okay. Definitely not. Yeah, I, it's I a was, crackling fire every night. Yeah, I was surprised of the amount of people that like knew of the area just yeah. just from the photos. That's what I'm saying. The, the one Facebook post you made, and it was like three people. Oh, I know that. I know that place. Of course, I'm not surprised it's burning down. Yeah, and when my, the apocalypse uh, comes, that's the first place to go. <laughs> when my uh, my brother was the one that told me before I even knew about it, so he knew it was close to you. Yeah, well, he works at the fire department in St. Cloud. Yeah, but so I'm saying, but not anywhere near where you live. You're in Orange County. Yeah, he's, he's way in out Osceola, there. So, like, how does he know that was near you? Or he just happens to know that area and knew that was close to you? Well, I, I guess. Or he, does he just send you all fire updates? He gets notified. <laughs> there's a grease fire in Ocoee. He got a. He gets notifications of when uh, there's a fire. Literally any fire that's going on. How the, morbid. Yeah, and then he. That's uh, like our friend Tommy Awesome we've had on the show, friend of the show. He probably gets death updates because <laughs> mm. he works for the morgue. And so it's probably like, ah, oh, Tom Jones died. Get in here. I, so I woke up one day last week, and then yeah, he's telling Jones. me, "Let's hope not." He's telling me, "Oh, there was a fire in your neighborhood, wasn't there?" And I'm like, "I don't know." I, I, st- I step outside to look, and then I see all these ambulances That's crazy. and fire and the trucks, smoke, and you could probably smell it. Was it that close? Oh, dude! And I took some pictures because it was it was Did wrecked. You, well, yeah, okay. Those photos that are on your personal Facebook page, if anybody wants to see them, John Hannon. Um, do they were you? Did you drive over there, or because it looked like you were standing in the parking lot? Yeah, no, I drove by it. Okay, okay, because I was like, was it so close? Like maybe that was from the you know your balcony in which we recorded in a couple episodes ago. Was no, it from yeah. that balcony? Yeah, yeah. Like was that uh, cat, no. cats? Cat? Why? Or what was it? Stray Cat Studios? Did you see it from Stray Cat Studios? A little bit, but okay. like there's some trees in the way. But I just did like the slow rolling thing where I drove by real slow and took some pictures because I didn't want to be that guy either that like goes outside and is like and like all up in everybody's business. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. What's going on? Start what happened? Questions, right? Hmm. Like it's like somebody's house just burned down. Hmm. Are you going to tell me what, what's going Listen, on? Listen, you have a podcast. You're a bad journalist, then, John. Like, come <laughs> on, step it up. The, there was an article written about it, um, and it, they were saying that like 12 people now because it burned down four. Uh, like homes or four areas that people live. Yeah, it's in. like duplexes, right? 
Yeah. So that's why probably one caught on fire and the other three caught up, caught on. Exactly. And it got a few cars. Damn, I, dude. Then that was the first that's one. That's extensive. Yeah. And, and then, then what, the next day? The next day, across the street is an, another house that burns down. Yeah. I blame the fire department. Catch those embers, fellas. Man, it's coming. It's, <laughs> it's happening in the middle of the night, which makes me think that there's a little arsonist I'm, running around. Absolutely. Or meth lab. Or a you meth got lab. the real Heisenberg over there. They like they like they burned down one place when they fucked up a meth <laughs> yeah. batch. Yep, and then they went across the street and was like, "We'll do it here. We won't mess it up because now we know what we're doing." Same Boom. cooks. Yep, same cooks. Sorry about your <laughs> bathtub. Yeah. that's sad, man. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I don't know what the cause for the second fire was, but the first one was due to dry, a dryer. Dryer. I, I, oh, I, like the fucking lint. I'm Probably the lint filter and the damn the the tube that exits that. That shit is known to get clogged, and then it's just fucking cotton fibers. So that's what I'm it gets thinking. Hot as fuck, and then eventually that shit will catch, man. And I mean, and you burn down three three other people's houses and your own. Yeah. A tip of the day is don't be lazy. Replace your lint trap yeah. or like clean it clean out. Clean your lint trap and check your the vent that goes from the dryer to the wall. If it curves and kinks a lot, that's areas for it to clog up. I don't know why. I'm there's your there's your pop pop tip of the day. It takes. <laughs> Five seconds. I will say this, Adriana. I'm looking at you right now. Every time I have ever done laundry at your house, I I've, it, sometimes it'll be like I'll do two loads of laundry in three months, and then the second every time, both times, I'm scraping fucking six inches of lint off their lint filter, and I'm like, I feel like I'm the only one that does this, and I only do laundry here three times ever. Like somebody else can scrape this shit. You're all gonna die. Like, come I, yeah, on, you got to do it after real. every load. Now, see, I was always religious about that. For me, that's why I just do it. If I go, if I went to your house, John, and I did laundry and I put my clothes in the dryer, just out of habit, I would check the lint filter just because it operates better when it's clean right yeah like, yeah so fucking just scrape it it's easy i mean so that's another reason why it smells I feel good like, if you use fucking dryer sheets you I, mean, I didn't even do i i'm i'm not scared to do the laundry uh-huh. but i uh-huh. have to do a load because i'm in like a collared shirt and my bathing suit yeah i was gonna say yeah you it's clear you care about your clothing it, <laughs> um because yeah when i rolled up and you were bent over getting shit out of your car after i finished looking at your ass then i noticed uh oh or what is those what are these hurley shorts with his dress shoes and fucking collared shirt I, I motherfucker. I'm a little John Hannon. <laughs> God damn it, man! I have to do the laundry. That's fine. It's uh, it, as bad as I ever look. I, when I go out with John, I'm like, well, I'm only second worst here. No, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm helping you out, buddy. I, I know, I appreciate That's it. That's a nice gesture that I'm, I'm doing. Loki, I appreciate it. I uh, know, and I mean, it's not because I'm afraid to do the laundry. We just literally haven't had time. Well, you, you just know, got and, back uh, from vacation. We've been burning it at both sin- ends. My laundry needs to get done too. And yeah. AKA, I need to drive it down the street and drop it off and pay the man that does my and, laundry and, um, because it's so much easier. And our event was, you know, it, our, our thing, I went amazingly, you know, in my eyes. Um, I had, hated it. We had about 15 Move people. On. <laughs> just kidding. Scoot uh, along, sir. Scoot along. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the Orlandia podcast. Yeah. Those guys were cool, right? Yeah. Sean, I feel like those Sean are my and Ben. Sean and Ben. Mm. Ben Kike and all. Uh, oh, wait. Kike, <laughs> Kike and all. Kike and all. Fuck. I got to say that right. God. Well, if you say it wrong, one way is very racist. I apologize. That was an accident. I looked at his last name and then I just, I had to ask him. I was like, bro, how do you pronounce your I, last I name? I guessed right. I said it. I was like, is it Kaikendall? And he was like, oh my God, you pronounced it just right. And I was like, I'm good at guessing pronunciations. Yeah. He, he never had it. Kyle, a- your last name, bro. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot imagine growing up with that name. I mean, well, when you're a kid, you don't know what it means. But as you get older, probably through high school and shit, you're like, oh, that's that's a tough name yeah, to have. Yeah. It was one, one highlight of the day was uh, Sabrina just randomly showed up at one of the stops. And we were all tr- chilling and drinking and she met those guys and they were talking and she was like, what's your name? And he told her his whole name. And, uh, and, and then he was like, you know, like kike and all. And she just looked at him and he was like, it's a racist term for 
Jewish people. Like, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, no, I'm, I'm aware of it. <laughs> I was and I was like, and she's it. very offended. And she was like, well, I'm only like 25% offended because I'm only 25% Jewish. So Yeah, she wanted to hear the rest. She was like, Kike and all of what? <laughs> <Yeah>. I don't. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> well, and we ran into C-Lane too. C-Lane, yeah, we saw two-thirds of the News Junkie show that day. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. Sean Watson. We appreciate your participation. Well, yeah, I, I, don't <laughs> no, think- I didn't expect, I, I actually talked to another guy today, one of the other radio uh, dudes, um, the, the second best Fowler of Orlando. Not Patrick Tuttle Fowler, but Josh Fowler. I talked to that guy today, and he was like, sorry I couldn't make it to Electric Scootaloo. And I was like, it's fine. I didn't, I know we were texting, and I was like, I didn't expect any, quote, radio stars to show up to my event. And he was like, ha-ha, bro. And I was yeah. like, I'm only half serious. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and I mean, full disclosure, we didn't, uh, we weren't able to scoot along to every stop. Yeah, when people ask me, as it's happened, oh, how was the event? You know, yeah, well, next time, let's not do it on a Sunday with the weather beautiful, you know. I think it, it didn't help that the weather was beautiful after it had been really shitty. So, like, everybody was clamoring to get out to the Lake Eola, and that's right where our event was. That's true. So, fucking everything, you know, yeah, as John said, a lot of the scooters weren't available. So, there was a lot of walking. But who gives a shit? We had a great time. We had a really fun time, honestly, John and I scooting from Cavos back up to Tangareas, which is a nice little stretch of a ride on the wheels. That was John's first ever scooter. He got yeah. to, we caught two wheels right there in Thornton Park and he got to ride it and he's hooked, right? What do you think of scooters, Dude, John? Okay, so, because I, I was afraid to do them at first. It's an intimidating thought, but then once you get on one and you just, I mean, it, you take, it takes 30 seconds to get used to it. And yeah. then once you're John, used to John it. John was nervous too. John was like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm waiting on you. Dude, I, I don't, and I'm like, man, just fucking, you, you like, you know how to ride a fucking dirt bike, right? Or you get the principle, at least, you know, throttle on your hand, fucking twist it and go, bro. And just like, hang on, I especially felt, on the brick road. It's a good training for you because right there in that section it was real bumpy right remember yeah there was right a few the spots where like i had to get up off my seat to yeah, stand up you take some nut shots if you don't just brace yourself brick yeah. Road bumpy yeah so i feel like that <laughs> was a good uh that was a good little training by the time we got off the brick road you were ready to haul ass up central oh dude i felt like one of the gang like when a motorcycle Riding with the cars too yeah when motorcycle. the motorcycle went by i would like throw up my fist and be like motorcycle gang. yeah they're, yeah. My, they're my brothers yeah. now because i'm on motorcycle the bros <laughs> <laughs> and then you hold your horn meep <laughs> meep uh, it was fun and then uh, who won uh, congratulations to uh, uh, Lee. Lee Lee Slacker yeah Lee I, how fitting that's what I said there it's almost as if it was set up but it was not set up it was totally random everyone there knows it was random but uh, it was congrats to our, our, our top Patreon patron yeah. For winning. Like, like I said, if anybody deserves to win, it was him. So it was, congrats uh, to him Lee, having a pair of aces. Lee in first, Seaman in second, yep. and then uh, VP. Yeah, went, VP, get us your email. Don't forget. And no, we'll I have it. You, okay, cool. And yeah. we'll get you all that Patreon junk. And then um, Seaman ate and drank for free at Cavos that day. Yeah. And, they took uh, care of his tab. That was second place. That was it, cool. And our bonus episodes was what we offered for third place. And that's at patreon.com slash FTI. But, and that's where we're going to talk about the event more in depth. Maybe, you know, gripes <sighs> that we may have or, you know, we're just in detail. Full disclosure, this is how great of a day it was and how busy and just like hectic and crazy and awesome it was. We I toted around this fucking 30-pound book bag full of like three mics, three cables, a set of headphones, the <laughs> mobile equipment, toted it around on every scooter all day, took it off, put it down at every bar, I had to keep up with it like my baby, fucking carried it all five stops all fucking day. Didn't pull the mobile recorder out one time. We didn't record a single no. thing. And we were we were like, let's record drunkenly with people and then put it on the Patreon. So our apologies. <laughs> we'll drunkenly record plenty more, guys. You'll see. Yeah, and uh, and and all, like I think that's going to be with the same episode about like um uh, the trip that I took and the hiking and everything that I was going through when I was on vacation. Yeah, that'll yeah, all you be got in some the same episode. Yeah, okay. Yeah, which, don't forget. Don't fuck around and get yeah. fucked up and forget now. John. No, no, no. And we you know write it down. Like our last episode, one twenty eight, was with Tuttle. That's going to be another 
another Patreon episode. Yeah, we're gonna get to that quick too. I want a quick turnaround on that. Yeah, we uh, like we get more in depth with him on yeah, the bonus show. We're gonna talk about suicide and his suicide attempt and depression and mental health and uh, alcoholism, his dating, his crazy dating relationship history. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a uh, yeah. So that I mean, those are two uh, really good things to look forward to. But um, like with all the hiking, because I, I know I've been a little crybaby lately. Even at the you're event, you're still like, rubbing your knee. I was like, right my now knee is hurt. <laughs> you're in the weirdest position ever. No, you're no. rubbing your knee. Man, I was just about you, to say, I feel a lot better. Oh, like, good, it's, uh, good, good. I think it's all gone. Okay. And well, you much. scooted and did a lot of walking on that Sunday, too. So I feel like, you know, on our event. So yeah, I feel like yeah. you got a good break in a man, I guess. I'm, I'm just so glad, like, because, like, that could go one of two ways, you know, where I've seen people where they hurt one knee and then because they're putting no weight on it, yeah. then the other knee starts you, hurting. You overcompensate. Or, yeah, I was yeah. I was afraid of, of doing getting another injury oh off God, of trying man. to babysit this. <laughs> you're such an old man, mentally. Well, because you're 27 <laughs> and you're going to be fucking fine, dude. Uh, you fall down, break your arm, once your arm heals up, you'll be fucking good because you're young. Well, and that, rejuvenable. I mean, you, That's a word, right? Rejuvenable? Uh, I like it. Yeah, just whoop, trademark. Re- I buy it. Rejuvenable. I'm, I, I believe in it. Uh, it but I, that's one of the things you won't have to hear me cry about anymore, at least. Yes. So that's good. We'll right. bring that all back up on the Patreon. <laughs> Never forget John's knees. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you and I know what you did was go to the Orlando <laughs> City Soccer. What did I do? I know what you opener. did. I, I did. know what you did. Yeah, I've been to the home opener. Busted four years straight now, I believe. Damn, that's pretty good. Yeah, man. I've been. I go. You know, I go to as many matches as I can. I went to almost every home match last year. I just, I just miss the ones I can't get out of work for or whatever. Sometimes they're weird, like Thursday night games, and it's like they sneak up on me, and I go, "Oh shit, I forgot to request that off." And I normally work like a weird Thursday. Yeah, that rarely happens because most of their games are Saturdays or Sundays. S- Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, and, and or so, no Wednesday. Sometimes they'll throw the odd Wednesday game, and that might be the Thursday one I'm talking about. Yeah, anyway, the, I mean, yeah. I didn't know if that was like a you know always a pattern or a thing that they. They always were conscious of but when i was looking at their schedule as their home opener had just passed i was like damn they got a lot of weekend games like yeah oh you know only on saturday they or do Sundays. try to keep it to weekends which is you know i guess for the regular nine to five crowd pretty easy yeah kind of sucks for a restaurant guy but yeah the home opener was uh also the season opener right yeah was the home it, opener the season opener well no because if they were like for they played who they play they played real salt lake so, for instance, Real Salt Lake, their home opener will be next week right. when they go home. Right, whoever yeah. they're playing. Yeah, so that's so that's who they played, Real Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake, which is was funny because uh, this was my fourth year going, and uh, the first match I ever went to was their home match four years ago against that same team, and it was a draw, one one I think at the end of the game, and it was my first match, and I was like, oh, you know, like it's tied. There's five minutes left. Like, let's try to beat traffic, you know? So me and the person I went with started leaving. And uh, and we're, as we hit, my foot hit the stairs to go start going downstairs. I hear, ah! And it's like, at this point, it's uh, it, there's like a minute left in the match. Literally, it's the 89th minute. I hear... Uh, no, it's not one one. They were down two to nothing. No, I'm sorry, they were down two nothing. And I hear I hear the crowd light up, and I, I look up at the screen at the concession stand because thank God they play the game on all the TVs, so you can see it when you're away from the stands. I look up at the TV, and they had sure enough we had scored, and it was so they they drew a little closer. It was two one. It goes into stoppage time. They give them like four minutes of stoppage time. I'm about three steps outside of the stadium i got down the stairs they scored and you're still leaving yeah uh well i ran back and was watching again and uh i had just left again because it was four minutes of stoppage and we waited like three minutes and we're like ah cool they scored a goal sad i missed it we started walking away again get just out of that bitch and it fucking lights up again and they scored two goals in in almost stoppage time 
to fucking tie the match. And I decided then and there, like, I was hooked after that, and I decided I'll never leave another match earlier again, and I, ha- I never have. No, yeah, that's always I a bad idea. I don't care if it's raining. I don't care if it's, you know what I mean? Especially like, in sports. I, I, I waited out. You never know, like, what type of magic is just going to randomly happen. And they that say, got me hooked, and that's what ever since. I've been, you know, fucking diehard. Go to as many matches as I can ever since. I they, uh, they they say that like a two goal lead, whether it be hockey or you know a soccer or, or hockey or soccer, because yeah, those are fucking low scoring games. Yeah, like a two goal lead is the worst lead to have. Oh, they say you get too comfortable. Oh, and, okay. And assuming that there's enough time left in the game, even if it's you know six minutes or whatever, like there's a chance that the other team can catch you sleeping. Yep. And tie That's it exactly up. Exactly what happened. Maybe and it even, was against Real Salt Lake, so I was like, oh man, you know this is like going to be a special night. Okay, because yeah. are they even any good? Well, um, I don't know what how they were then because it was my first match i didn't know what either team was like you know what i mean but um yeah real salt lake had a decent season last year they're a tough team and uh we we had another draw with them which is disappointing zero zero but nobody scored it's not like we got scored on but i will say this uh they looked good it's a lot of new players that was going to be my question because like from what you've seen in that first matchup do like how's it looking for the season on based on one game I, i can i would say i expect them to at least contend they were far more aggressive. Uh, they could pass the ball. They actually had pl- like they were they were running actual plays. John, it was it was a pretty thing to see. They were crossing it in, and they were I don't know. It was it was v- much more cohesive than it has been in times past. Chemistry. And they're shooting the fucking ball, yeah. even if they don't necessarily have the shot. They're they're fucking trying, and it's like they, they, at I least think, if if I see you work hard and try, I can give you more respect. Didn't they have more than like ten corner kicks? Um, I think they had more than ten. Oh, I don't even. Yeah, there was a few back to back because they would head them. Oh, you know what I mean. The the keeper would tap it over the bar, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was yeah it was, and we I, we probably doubled shots on goal to them. That our keeper didn't even touch the ball until almost the end of the first half. The the guy sitting next to me looked over and was like, "Up oh, there's the there's the keeper's first action of the match." And I was like, <laughs> "I mean that's good that fucking we kept it." You know what I mean? Our defense was good. I will say this: we had all these opportunities. Real Salt Lake is good in that their defense was fucking there, like. We could get the ball, we could work the ball down and into the box, but every time it was time to make the shot or whatever, a defense, the defender would cut it off. Well, and, well, we didn't have our all of our starters in either. Uh, but it was a great lineup. The only one we were missing really was Dom. And Nani? Oh, yeah, Nani didn't start either. I'm sorry. Apologize. But, oh, okay. dude, I yeah, mean, yeah. But I feel like the bat, our replacements now, I feel like maybe we're a little deeper now because Mueller, I've always loved Mueller, and, and then and then Benji, Benji Michelle. Those are those are kind of Mueller's a second or third year guy, and Benji's like a, a second year guy himself. Yeah, Mueller would be three, and Benji would be in his second year. And uh, they're fucking young, but they're they're really good. So they have, they have yeah. a ton of upside. And then we had uh, an old an old holdout that I think we picked up last season, Tesho. Uh, he's fucking he's a super strong forward too. I really I was fine with that lineup. It would have been great to see Dom. And I don't know. I'll say this: Dom's kind of on the chopping block. If Dom doesn't perform this year, he's already. He's already losing favor in the city. People say he doesn't work hard. He's falling off. He's over the hill. If he doesn't come back and 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 shake some of these injuries, it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be curtains for them. I guy. mean, I think I think the Orlando City like this is the best chance they have, or the best year uh, at a shot at a playoff spot in a mm-hmm. lo- in a little while. We got a new aggressive coach. You know, he's got a pedigree. He's coached some international teams. Uh, he came from, I believe, FC Dallas, who has a history of, of winning some shit, too. So, uh, yeah, we, yeah. we and get I, a lot of upside. I feel like I kind of need to say it, too, because, uh, you know, we were talking about Mueller for Orlando City, and we're 
talking to a Mueller at the end of the show. Mike Mueller. It's not the same guy, okay? Oh, yeah, no. No. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking to a Mike Mueller. We're not talking to Chris at, Mueller of Orlando City yet. Yeah. Let me reach out to him on Instagram. We'll see what happens. And then see what you can come up no, with. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, and then we have the Pizza's Picks and Digi here before we get to the interview, yep. actually. Yep. Um, what uh, What kind of, what do we have for the Pizza Picks? Pizza's Pick, all right. Well, we talked about our uh, our event on the over the weekend, and... Um, and uh, which, you know, uh, was our, our rundown was initially going to be Tangeray's, Casey's, Aku Aku, Burton's, and Cavo's. We had those cool shirts. I and we had those. those shirts made up. You know who else liked them? The entire fucking city. I got asked about and my photo taken more times than I have and I can't remember when. Just because of that shirt, because we were of, at all these bars and everybody in every bar loved it. A lot of compliments. A lot of compliments. A lot of questions. Um, I will tell you, there. I I told I told our buddy over at the decal junkie to put him on, put them on our page, like as part of our our merch. So he hasn't done that yet, but as this episode drops, hopefully those are up there, and we'll keep you posted next week yeah. too. I mean, it's genius. Uh, the, the the main. But I com- told him make a run of them and put them on the make the, them available. The biggest on the, site. the biggest thing I was hearing was they were like that is like the perfect scenic route through the city while still enjoying yourself. See, and I just came up with that off the top of my head. I was thinking of a fucking straight shot through the city. That's easy, kind of a straight line, but not quite a straight line, and. Fucking everybody loved it. Everybody appreciated it. So I will, I will bang my own drum on that one. <laughs> yeah, it was genius. Yeah, go, I threw my arm out, pat my own back. I'll stroke your ego too. Oh, what, what, okay. I, oh, my ego. Okay, I'll take <laughs> yeah, it. That's fine. Uh, That's it. That was that genius, <laughs> man. You were so good at it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I thought so. It, it, it turns out Tangeray's doesn't open till eight o'clock on Sundays. So. Uh, quick last minute switch up was, well, let's still meet at Tangeray's because there's usually a high number of scooters around. I happen to be damn on the money there. There was fucking eight brand new Lynxes getting dropped off when we rolled up. So there's plenty of scooters. John and I still had our wheels and we hung out and kind of the newbies that had never ridden a scooter. I think Donna, Donna's ridden one, but, uh, yeah, we uh, had, we like had a, never ridden one. There so was like a little, little bit tutorial. of a lesson. Yep. We were just practice riding up and down Pine street there. And, um, so we killed a little time, waited on, we met, waited on our buddies from Orlandia podcast, the, uh, hashtag scoot squad. Uh, that is their term. I uh, just want to be a part of it. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, those guys showed up and, uh, we just kind of all hung out for a second and quick switched it up to Lizzie's, which is right up the road. And uh, so that's going to be Pizza's Pick this week because they took us in. They opened at 2 o'clock right when our meetup started. We opened them up for the day, and they were good to us. It was a, a heroic gesture, so, you know, yeah, that, so, I mean, or I was glad that they were there available for us. Me too. As me an too. alternative. Hashtag so me too. Lizzie's came through. Lizzie, what, Lizzie McGuire's? No, no. Lizzie McCormick's. McCormick. Not to be confused with Lizzie McGuire's, which everyone says, I guarantee you, if you say that name, the full name, especially while you're drinking, you will blurt out Lizzie McGuire. I was, you know what I was going to guess? I was going to say McCulligan's. I don't yeah, know yeah, why. Well, it's an Irish bar, so that's good. Way, <laughs> to, be, way to be stereotypical. <laughs> Mick O'Flannery's, eh? Yeah. They, I mean, they got a great, nice, long bar, you know, down like, it, it, it's pretty much like the length of like the building. A, a long wooden bar, yep. Yeah. Wor- one of the worst bathrooms in Orlando. Uh, so don't ever have to shit. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but it's a great bar. Like, I don't, you know, a, a one out of 10 on the bathroom, a nine out of 10 on everything else uh, uh, nine pizzas out of ten. Nine nine slices out of ten <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay um give it nine slices up so should we we have quite a bit of the uh the digi here should we get into those yeah we should get into digis play that extra long intro shout out to my boy semen did you hear did you hear that Thank you. 
headlines and uh, look at some of the stuff that's been happening on and usually like the past week this is your informing so. section well with some funny in there too yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll see what i can do uh so but is that what we're doing because that intro was so long i, I know yeah <laughs> somebody needs to edit that i uh so the first one that i have is uh they've been they were calling it the leaning tower of dallas um, they, they, what, what happened pretty much was there was a, a, a really tall building, the Allied Computer Services Tower in Dallas, and they was, it was set to be demolished in mid-February, okay. and they used uh, 300 pounds of dynamite, and it failed miserably. And like, it, it destroyed some of the building, but it kind of like went on a slant, maybe like 15 degrees or so, and so it was like leaning. So their controlled demolition failed? Yeah. Oh, buddy. And you know, usually when they do those, if they make a big deal of them, they'll like hang up their cons- uh, the demolition company or the construction company that's demoing it will hang up big uh, banners and flyers all around. You know, that's like Smith J- Smith Company Construction. You know, so that you know what company is using that. It's, it's free advertising for them because people one, want to gather around and watch. So I hope that happened there, and they were just like, "Oh, this was not Smith Company <laughs> that did this." So, you know, like. It's an epic fail in your advertising. I know. Then you want no responsibility nope, for it. No, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you want to be like uh, Bush did this at nine eleven. Yeah. So supposedly there was, it's, uh, was about two to three weeks where it was sitting there as like a leaning building. That sounds like uh, unsafe. Did they have to bit. like close areas around it to yeah. un- ensure people weren't walking under it? Yeah. Well, yeah. It, in the immediate area, they were uh, blocking it off, but people were like taking their their dogs or like uh, i think there was one story this uh-huh. guy brought like a lawn chair oh my god sat there uh-huh. and then started like rooting the guys on like just a little bit more you can do it like <laughs> more, TNT. <laughs> more tnt more yeah. tnt let me guess did, did shortly thereafter as word spread that there was a leaning tower of dallas did uh, hundreds of thousands of italian people fly over here and stand under it from a distance making it look <laughs> like they were holding it up in profile for a fucking picture <laughs> no it's just us okay it, it was the center of uh, some memes though and people were going out to take photos were they okay god damn it i was totally joking i was making fun of us fat americans but it was probably still fat americans it probably wasn't a time it was like the tower of pisa though for like two or three weeks there you know and they uh, used a a five thousand six hundred pound wrecking ball and day by day they were like chipping at it and they it was that big and heavy of a wrecking ball and took days to chip away at it it why didn't they just put more fucking explosive in there well and so well i don't know yeah that's a good question people don't hire them and so i know right (laughs) unless you'd want to live in your house i don't in which case hire them want to know what company this was (laughs) yeah that's uh wow yeah, so the guy with the fold-out chair, he uh, he also was urging the crew in a handwritten sign that read, use a bigger ball. <laughs> <laughs> so he's trolling him. He's the sign guy out there fucking like, yeah, you're more TNT. Yeah, what, That's what, so good. What, what, he told the new, what he told the news crew was, it's what everybody's thinking, man. I watched them go after it with a jackhammer. It didn't work. Now they're out here with a tiny ball? Come on, get a bigger ball. <laughs> a tiny ball? That was his quote? Come on, get yeah. a bigger ball? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, and I guess there's regulations that kind of prevent them from using any uh, bigger of a ball i mean five thousand six hundred pounds is big enough i wish my balls were that big oh my god i, I was i was i was digging in my brain should i even say a bad joke nope i'll let john do it for me <laughs> yeah i was trying to tie it to miley cyrus i just can't do it oh yeah yeah which was, was i thought that was that Rumor was her has it she came in like a wrecking ball that was her it, it was why was i thinking Katy perry 
Because they're fucking the same person, right? I, I, I swear, I it all know. sounds the same. Short-haired tit showers. I don't know. Yeah, but the uh, the building that was once uh, occupied by the Allied Computer Services is uh, now finally knocked down. <laughs> but uh, uh, two weeks later, a pile of rubble. <laughs> yeah, it only took two short weeks to bring this building down. Took quite a bit, but uh, okay. So what the Taliban did in one fell swoop. <laughs> the next one I have, I was um, I I'd seen this video and I thought maybe it was a unique story, and then uh, as I tried to refine the article, I realized that there was a lot regarding the same issue. So this isn't really one story or another, but like oh, it's a common issue. Yeah, but like, did you hear about like these bus drivers that won't let children off the bus if they're school acting, bus drivers? Yeah, if they're acting unruly or like I, I, the video I saw was these parents were like yelling like get our kids off the bus like let them off like we have shit to do today like right, you can't right. just keep them there right. until they quiet down or whatever my ass would go around the emergency if that's my kid yeah yeah open the emergency door tell the kids inside to do it oh yeah and like get, you guys want out right <laughs> and like let, let's get off this bus yeah because they were like crying in the video i saw i tried to find it again and like two weeks ago uh like 15 times last year uh last week like it's all over the place where these bus drivers and all over the country is it i don't know it, and it yeah yeah, they have like wow. some real egos on these bus drivers. So it's the, they're in trouble for some reason. Like maybe they're fighting or throwing stuff or whatever, just being bad on the bus for whatever reason. And they just won't let them off. Yeah, and I until get, what? What do they have to do? Like chip rocks on a chain gang, or what do you? Maybe what do you they're want? back there pedaling. Yeah, well, what, what <laughs> you, you got to run this bus, kid. I don't know what you want from them. So I mean, it's the new Peloton bus company, and there's one you where, can never leave. Like a okay, a mother got arrested uh, in Colorado for um, uh, trying to get to her kids. Uh, and How I guess, dare she? Yeah. I, and she, you know, got a little aggressive while she was trying right, to get to the kids. Like, got physical. Roughed up the bus driver who was probably trying to hold her from getting on the bus. Yeah. That's, I, wow. No, I did not hear. See, that, this is a little ridiculous. And if, if I, I don't know what, like, the the standards are for it or, you know, what, what kind of power the bus drivers have. But give me my fucking kids. Like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, well, like, totally how agreed. Even like, if they don't, don't quiet you, down. Yeah, tell me about the trouble they caused and let me discipline my children because you're a fucking bus driver and not a disciplinary figure. Yeah, and like they're adults. They should be able to handle this appropriately. And then what are we going to sit here until 6.30, 7 o'clock, till sundown yeah, right? because the kids are making too Everybody much noise? Everybody knows we've all ridden a school bus, right? Everybody knows. You get in trouble, you go sit right behind the fucking bus driver so they can like fucking yell at you and you keep a fucking really watchful eye on you and separate you from your trouble-causing friends. Yeah, my girlfriend's a bus driver and I... I on the phone sometimes, well, you know, like because she has earbuds and she's allowed to put one in, right? right. And uh, and she'll tell me like she's yelling like at the kids and she'll say, "You'll you're gonna sit right here next to me." Do you if ever you call her up. and she's like, "Hello," and it's like the wheels of the bus go right and like that's the background. You're like, oh. "I'll call you back, babe." Now they're not singing, okay? And then she's like, "No, you can't get off, you little shit." And you're like, "All right, somebody's in trouble. I'll let you go, babe." The wheels on the bus go round. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the. You're pa- gonna learn this song before you get off this bus, you little shit. Yeah, I I don't have the patience to deal with kids, but if you do, I mean, more more power to you for being a bus driver. But if you don't have that patience and you have to you have to sit there and make a yeah. point, or you know, fuck you, man. I don't I don't know. I, I it's it's too many stories of these bus drivers not wanting to let kids off, and maybe it's because it's the only bit of power that they'll ever have in their life. But still, it's that's yeah, that's it's annoying. That weird flex, but okay, bus driver. Yeah, right. It's, uh, whatever. <laughs> well, um, I, I got a couple of Florida ones. We'll start off with this one. I got a few, a few Florida stories, but we'll start. We'll hit it with this one, the more serious one, and then we'll go to more lighthearted shit. But uh, I know everyone's heard this. Did you hear about the coronavirus? Oh well, who I has mean, not? And we've discussed it. But it's forever changing now. The it is forever changing. Um, at, just a few days ago, I was reading an article 
that said uh, the flu is a bigger worry for Florida than the coronavirus, which honestly, I feel like that still rings true. That is definitely the case. The flu is a way bigger threat and nobody worries about the flu for the most part. Yeah. Or yeah. I feel like maybe they do because people go out and talk about the flu vaccine and, every, you know, everyone stresses to go get it. But then the coronavirus comes around and the fucking flu takes the back seat. Yeah. And well, and, be, and like the survival rate for the coronavirus, like most people don't die when they well, get want, it. You want some stats on that? They absolutely do not. It was less than like 2% last time I heard it in percentage form. But here's yeah. just raw, raw, raw figures. Uh, as of uh, this, which was as we sit and record, this was uh, about five day old information. So I'm sure it's, the numbers have gone up. But as the last uh, the last writing that I'm looking at, there was seventy three thousand four hundred and twenty four cases of the virus. And I feel like those are confirmed because the CDC has to test your whatever your samples and then prove that you actually have the. Coronavirus. Yeah, there's, there's more out there. But and then are... uh, out of those seventy three plus thousand cases, there's only eighteen thousand eighteen hundred plus deaths excuse me not even nineteen hundred deaths out of seventy three thousand cases yeah see and i mean you it's a very low rate of death it's old people and i would say babies with terrible immunities but kid, kids have been getting it and having no issue some kids are not even showing fucking signs and they're testing for it well and aren't they because trying to, they're healthy yeah, aren't, they have good immune systems aren't they trying to work out like a vaccination or something I mean, that they're trying to get going I'm, to i'm sure dude that's what you know that's yeah, they've been trying to do that about AIDS for 30 fucking years too, John. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't happened. And herpes for way longer than that. But yeah. uh, we can't do it. It kind of, you know, and it kind of correlates with uh, the next one that I have. So we might as well just, they go hand in hand. But I mean, did you hear about the way the stock market's been crashing because of the coronavirus? Yeah, I uh, was actually, I was watching a show this weekend. I can't take credit for this phrase, uh, but we're calling it the uh, the Trump flop. Thank you, Saturday Night Live. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, my bad. I'm sorry. He, on the weekend update, he called it the Trump slump. Way better term. Oh, Trump yeah. Slump. The, yeah, the, the Trump slump. He's blaming it on Trump. It's actually coronavirus. Well, yeah, but I mean, because like uh, specifically because like the bigger ones, Dow and NASDAQ, like Dow, uh, not even that long ago was up at like 29,000 and right. now it's down to 25,900. 25, Dow? Dow. Wow. Yeah, the in, industrial uh, Dow now brown company. Cow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about. I'm yeah. kidding. Dude. And then uh, and then NASDAQ went from like almost 10,000 down to 8,600. Okay. Like, yeah. So and, and it it's kind big of big swings for a day, and then I know at one point it dropped like eleven percent, and then it went back up eleven percent the next day, and was back up to where it was, and then boom, it dropped right back off again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's uh it, it started off with the the president of China. Um. Oh man, do I really want to try to say the name? Well, yep. Uh. Well, Z Jinping. Yeah, I think that's pretty right. Chinese I'm not president, at it, but uh, I don't know. Zane Jinping. His first name go. is X I. Z. Okay. Let's not just call him his last name. <laughs> Ch- uh, Ch- Nobody yeah. says Donald. You just say Trump. Chinese President Jinping. Uh, there you go. Uh, yeah, he was admitting, um, and he came out and spoke publicly about like the lack of control that they have on it, and uh, and the fact that it was spreading into Italy and all these other countries, and then people just started freaking out. Yeah, it has taking been breaking the money out in Italy. Yeah, and I mean, so as the, it, the Olympics are threatened by this, mm-hmm, they're yeah. talking about postponing it or fucking oh just redo it in the winter you can't do the summer olympics in the winter get your shit right like come on yeah i mean do you think that there's on any level like maybe it's a ploy to because some people say like um when elon musk had the 
the he threw the rock through his window at, at his representative. <laughs> on his stupid fucking, yeah. you know, it was a hammer. He smashed the window oh, of right. his ugly truck with a hammer and it went right through and, his bulletproof glass. Yeah. But, and some people were like, oh, he did that on purpose, drove the stock down a little bit, had some of his buddies or, you know, maybe on, on, on an inside level. To pump have it them, back up? And then have them buy. And then it goes back up once they figure out the issue. But and, no, that's way too risky because what if the stock drops 10% and then you only recoup eight? You're still down 2%. That's true, but I don't think, I don't know. There's your math for the week. I just think he's in. The <laughs> more you math. I think he was, a, you know, he's too smart for that. So a part of me was like, yeah, he could have done it on purpose. You know, Is he too smart? He put his car in space with a dummy in it and then he smoked, <laughs> smokes blunts and makes weird faces. Mm. He's a weird cat, bro. Yeah. I mean, and some. We'll get and into Elon Musk. There's, of course, the conspiracy theorists out there that are like, like the coronavirus is just a way to you know to for the stock market to dip population so that, control yeah yeah just so that it can kind of hit the reset button on everything yep, yep. um yeah but yeah so anybody that's seen mr robot knows this that, is just we're just trying to wipe it all out and make everybody even yeah that kind of correlated with the one that you had just given me so i i felt the need to bring that one up next do you well, have another fine. yeah i do got another local story we'll go we'll keep it local again uh, lighthearted news this is actually kind of funny because the outcome was good but did you hear Seminole County alligator sinks inflatable kayak, stranding two boaters. An inflatable kayak? Yeah, yeah, yeah they make inflatable kayaks. That's well, there's the your it's, first mistake. Thank you. You know what else they call those? Pool floats. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Here's, here's my first tip. Don't get, on, uh, don't get out on the Econ River on your pool float. Yeah, knowing we have an gators. alligator. Yeah, fucking a alligators, alligator snapping turtles. Fucking, there's a, a multitude of things that can fuck you up in those murky, disgusting waters. Amoebas that'll crawl in your dick hole and infect you. And you'll have corona, dick virus. Don't just don't do it. Just, You're, yeah, welcome yeah. to Florida. Absolutely. Well, so yeah, I guess these guys were out. Uh, it's the story is so this is so vague, but you know the headline says it all. But really, literally, the story just pretty much says uh, they were uh, the kayak. They it says the kayak was sunk. Okay, their inflatable kayak sunk by an alligator last week, stranding them on the riverbank until they were rescued by Seminole County Sheriff's Office. The kayakers told deputies the inflatable kayak quote hit something and began to deflate. Rescue crews arrived by helicopter to find they, they had to be helicoptered out because of where they were. Well, what they couldn't walk anymore? No, it was they were on like some island. They were out on the river and the fucking shit deflated. And I think they saw it deflating and had the wherewithal to fucking paddle over to the. I'm assuming the closest bank and fucking get out so they're not in this murky ass alligator. Well, water. that's what you get and for then riding on a balloon. And the fucking yeah, exactly. And the fucking the sheriff's department had to save them via helicopter. And it literally just says. Uh, they were rescued from the banks of the Econ River, which at 55 miles long is the longest in Florida. Seminole County Sheriff's Office also warns anyone who spends time on the river to beware of alligators. Of course. So at no point is it confirmed that an alligator popped it. And also, they just wrap it up with like, uh, be careful out there, Facts guys. about Econ. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> 55 miles yeah, long 55 river. miles long and uh, be safe out there, guys. <laughs> Great sights while you're good, going yeah, down. Yeah, good it. reporting source. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh I, i'm not surprised i, I mean, was like i was looking for like the story you know like oh the alligator came up and fucking bit and then bit into the shit and we had to hit it with our oar and then give go get to the bank yeah no, just, you know here's nope, video some, of it the hit attack. something it deflated we got out we're stuck save us with a kobe copter i swear i oh yeah my bad I, I, yeah i don't know that, that's a it's a pretty tough story because i i'm not really that surprised i'm just really not sorry but uh okay so i have one more and then you have one more, right? Yep. I got yeah. a quick one to wrap it up. One on one? Okay. Like I usually um, do. This one is from Tennessee out in Nashville. Did you hear about the tornado? Tornadoes? 
that, I did hear about them just actually recently. It just randomly uh, took out like half the state. It went across like four or five different counties. Yeah, the center, like center, central Tennessee, I guess they call it. And uh, I, last I heard uh, was what, 22 deaths? It's up to 25 wow, now. Wow, dude. 25 now, yeah. And wow. uh, like um, a- like areas of Davidson and uh, Benton and Wilson, like those are different counties uh, in Nashville. But no, uh, in Tennessee, Nashville is a city, also in Tennessee. We, oh, well, you said yeah. those are different counties in Nashville. Well, yeah, Nashville's well, in one of those counties. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe more than one. I, I don't know. No, but no, a city lies inside of one county generally. It's a, uh, and then the, I guess their last like uh, crazy tornado debacle was about a year ago in Lee County, uh, Alabama, um, which was to the day exactly a year where twenty three people were killed in and Alabama. That's Alabama. Of, well, that is. What a state south. So well, yeah. I mean, may, just, may, that might be close. It might be right over the just line. Just in terms I don't know of geographically, uh, yeah. Like in terms of like a deadly tornado event. Okay, that was the last one. Was it like a year, a year ago? A year ago to the day. Wow. Well, you know that's why these things are seasonal. You know, we have hurricane season. That's why it's always like, oh, this hurricane was uh, fifteen years ago in this month because it's all we know. Hurricanes are going to spin up between this month and that month. Same thing works for tornadoes. You know, we there's a there's a, a weather pattern for it, and those things occur at certain times of the year over certain areas of the country. It's horrible because it's not something that you can ever plan for, too. Like, they just happen. Like, when the when the yeah. wind speeds are just right or the air, like, the humidity in the air. And yeah, the it's cold like a and, high... Uh, oof. A warm front and a cold front meeting, and they fight it out, and yeah. fucking Bill Paxton's there. and mm-hmm. fucking <laughs> Throwing, like, soda cans into it. Or right, that hanging little... and tying himself to a pipe with his belt just to live <laughs> through the F5. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I know. I'm not running towards a tornado or a twister or... Uh, no. <laughs> twister. The people that you do ever that? seen a F5 rip a roof off a house? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm what running. Was, uh, was that a cow that just flew by? I'm running from the hurricanes. <laughs> oh, fuck you, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, uh, that was the last one I had. That's um, all you got? Yes. Yeah, well, so. I quickly, another local Florida story. Did you hear? A local woman was recently shot at. It turns out uh, she thought she was shot. She went to the hospital. Doctors told her she was only grazed and was not fully shot. There was nothing lodged in her. Okay. Uh, she had uh, more issues, had to go for a follow-up. When they did a final check to uh, make sure everything was okay, they discovered a bullet lodged in her skull, which ha- they luckily found on an X-ray and not an MRI. They were going to give her an MRI. If that were the case, the bullet would have ripped out of her fucking head because of the magnets in an MRI, which they tell oh you don't have gosh. any metal. Yeah. So oh. luckily they caught the bullet that they didn't think was in her head, in her head, in oh. an x-ray. Yeah. Well, the good news is she's got a malpractice lawsuit on her hands. Financially, she dodged a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's... Uh, it's a true story. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get to our... That's um, news, guys. Our interview that we have with Michael Mueller. Yeah, let's call up Mike, um, see how that goes. Yeah, director, producer of the E-Listers movie that's going to be making its world premiere here in mid-March. Uh, he's from Atlanta, Georgia, I believe, yeah, right? Atlanta, Georgia, not Atlanta, Nashville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different counties and cities and states altogether. Yeah. Um. What What should we go to break to before the interview? Like, Uh, well, since we're calling an Atlanta guy and you brought that up, uh, we're going to keep all the music this week Atlanta themed. And uh, how about a little bit of uh, for the break before we go, let's uh, let's hear some uh, some of my favorite hip hop out of Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Something for the break, and then something for at the end of it. Okay, so we'll do hip hop and rock, both Atlanta based. We'll do uh, Childish Gambino before we talk to Michael. And then we'll do some uh, Seven Dust, good classic Atlanta rock. I like it, yeah. And uh, here's our chat with uh, Michael Mueller.
Alright, Gambino is a mastermind Fuck a bitch to pass the time Mass appeal, orange rind Smoke your green, I'm spending mine The beat is witch's brew But beware, this shit is potent E.E. coming on her face Now there's poetry in motion Yeah, Gambino make it work I'm the boss, move something Yeah, this cool fucking suits me Swag too, but And yeah, these girls be acting crazy When they're dancing black swan I ain't fucking at the club Put your clothes back on Yeah, this beat is a disaster 9-11, this track Rappers wanna battle me I have to mail their heads back in my click, make that dinero, so it's time to meet the fuckers. I am running this bitch. You are just a dog walker. Leaving with your girl when we last seen each other. Yeah, you fucking with the baddest like we tag team Rihanna Fly Girl on her knees. She don't wanna come near me. Yeah, my dick is too big. There's a big bang theory. Got a picture in my iPhone. What do y'all think? Why y'all niggas masturbate? I'm in that Ariel Pink. If I am just a rapper, man, you could have fooled me. I'm the shit when these dudes talk, they talking fool me. Every single culture Filipino, Armenian girls On my sofa Yeah, I like a white girl Sometimes we get together Need a thick chick though So it's black and yellow Black and yellow Love is a trip But fucking is a sport Are there Asian girls here? Minority report Put your team on the map Blake Griffin on the court Niggas biting on my tracks Need a knife and a fork We the illest need a nurse Here's the check Grab your purse Unless we fucking Then I'll pay for all the food On the earth, man I got some pussy that was insane, so insane It's an enemy of Batman Damn on it, niggas call me faggot Cause they closet and I'm hot as shit Coming out the backside of a rocket shit It's monster shit, you dudes are the opposite Of Lochnesses, respond to this We can squash the beef right now like sausages Chilling with my N-words, say it like a white kid Yes, your booty's big as hers Say that to my white bitch So she don't get embarrassed My dick is made of carrots, bunnies wanting to be fed it I meant honeys, oh forget it I have worked all winter, I will not fail Summer in the back of a bush like Gavin Rossdale's drummer Yeah, my stinger's in the flower I hope she let me pollinate Working hard as shit Yeah, this beat is made from concentrate Nigga, can't you tell that my sample of Adele Was so hot, I got these hood niggas blowing up my cell Swag out the ass, I'm the man Fuck Chico, took the G out your waffle All you got left is your ego Think about it for a second, man, we eating Where's your breakfast, man? You hungry? Have this sandwich Got my wallet, cheese and lettuce An elephant never forgets, so my dick remembers Everything green inside your wallet is that pussy open sesame. Run of the game, fuck up my sand, run of the earth, give me a month. Told all you niggas I'm in it to win it, cause having an Emmy just wasn't enough. You get sloppy drunk, I say whiskey neat. My click should be cancelled, freaks and geeks. All right, welcome back. Funny to informing episode 129. I'm John. That's Chris Pizza Peisenberg Coleman. That's me. Yeah, it took a while to do. I was sorry. My microphone was across the room. (laughs) I had to turn it on. Yeah. So um, now we're going to be giving Michael Mueller a call. I think he's in Atlanta, Georgia. He is. So yeah, easy call. Right up the old 95. Yeah, he has a uh, a movie coming out um, in mid March, I believe. It's like March 12th here in a few days now. Yeah, Yeah, just a couple days after this drops. Yeah, it's called uh, the E Listers: uh, Life in the Back Lane. And uh, yeah, so let's give him a call here. Uh huh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hold on. Yep. 
Hey, hey, sorry, sorry. I had a little bit of an issue. Hey, Mike, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, awesome. Hey, um, yeah, so we were uh, talking about you a little bit. Um, I'm John. That's Chris Pizza Peisenberg Coleman. It's been a while since we talked. So. Hey, Mike, how you doing, bud? Good, how are you? Good, 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 man. Sorry about the delay on the call, man. We had some technical issues up here. Yeah, no worries, man. I just wanted to make sure I, I make sure I didn't like miss a call or something. It's happened. So Absolutely. No, like, no, no. You're you you're 100% fine, man. Sorry, just, we weren't going to flake on you either, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, it's all good. I appreciate that. Okay, yeah. And we were uh, we were telling people about, you know, you being a director and a producer and uh we just were talking about the the sh- the title of the movie a little bit, but we didn't really get too much into it. Um so the the E-listers movie that you have coming out, Life in the Back Lane, um, you are, are you directed and produced it? Yeah, so um, I directed it, and then my production company handled the pre-production, production, and post-production of it um, with the EP or creator and writer, Edward Reed, uh, hired us to come in and do that. And he was also the lead character, Jack Bersonow, in the in the film. Okay. Oh, okay. That's cool. I was me and John and I were talking about that before we before we called, and and I was saying I I, I hadn't seen your your face, and I was like, is is Mike the guy? Is Mike Jack in the film? And he was like, no, 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 Mike. That's definitely not Mike. Yeah. No. 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 That's that. that uh, Jack is the um, Jack is Edward. So he's basically the guy who uh, starts the the rebellion uh, of the E Listers in the film. So he's kind of like the. Uh, the leader of the pack you know what i mean absolutely absolutely and and i watched the uh if you actually if you go and check out at uh at elistermovie.com i watched the uh the little like two minute teaser trailer and then i watched yeah. the uh the full-on what's that like the seven minute full trailer yeah well the set it's a seven and a half minute uh teaser but the the unique thing about that is that it's a oneer if you if you go back and watch i don't know if you noticed it the first time but if you go back and watch it it never cuts it's one continuous uh shot through the entire thing uh which ben beeler my dp and camera uh for that scene uh before we shot it he said he said mike i got five takes at the max on this and that's it because he's going through the steady cam uh with no uh with no support rig so he's just Freehanding the steady the, the steady cam with just his two arms, so it's wow. However long he could hang in for, and it, and that scene is like seven and a half minutes. Yeah, that's and now I, now that you mention it, absolutely, I, I totally recall that it was it. It flowed through the room, and he kind of introduces you to the different uh, like stereotypical types of extras in different films, and yeah, and then it, yeah. it wraps up with him kind of telling you, you know, uh, you know, like, ch- you know, this is the extra life. And then it kind of pans out and it, and see, you see that they're all in the same room, kind of the holding yeah. pen as it were. That's and Now that and, you mentioned it, I totally do. I to- I didn't even realize it until you mentioned it. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's, that's always a good thing. Like, because that means you were immersed in the story, which is what we want you to be anyways. But then when you, then when you find out it is like, Oh man, that's, it's, it's like a really cool thing because it's usually, yeah, wonders are a really difficult thing to pull off and then pull it off well. Um, and I could kill Edward for what he put on paper for that scene because I literally—if you—if you look how crowded that room is as we're unveiling. Oh yeah, people. yeah. So so you, you got 30, 40 people sitting in a, a pretty tight room with uh, you know folding chairs and he's giving people individual lines that they have to speak at the same time that is being timed with the narration that's going on. 
Okay. Right, so right. when you when you think about the logistics of that, and then you have, you know, you have your sound guy, the script supervisor, like it's it was like this little huddle of people trying to be quiet, walk through it, capture it, and make sure everyone's hitting their their marks. You know what I mean? It was like, and if one thing messed up on a take, the whole the whole take was garbage right like, well, and you, you only had five of them give or take to, yes. to to give it a shot with and you know that sounds like it could be a lot but when you know on other takes when you're shooting any other scene that's not being uh, you know one consistent shot then you can cut between everything and it doesn't matter if someone messes up halfway through or whatever because you just scrap that part and fill in you know another take or whatever but with it being a one it's absolutely like five shots and that's it. Like, well, because I mean, yeah, it's not like the, the the budget wasn't astronomical for you guys, right? No, we actually. So we shot the script was seventy seven pages. Um, we shot it in seven days, uh, and it was under. We did it for under twenty thousand dollars, and you know, I know some people. You know, that's twenty thousand. Me personally, twenty thousand dollars is a lot of money. Um, oh yeah, but yeah. When. But when you're talking about a, a, a film and how much it costs to make a film, twenty thousand dollars is is not a huge budget at it, all. It, and I mean, it, the twenty thousand dollars is probably what they spent on craft services per day on Game of Thrones, just to kind of put it, <laughs> to put it into like perspective. That's what they probably spent on food alone yeah, per yeah. day. Totally so, believable. It, it sounds. It, yeah. It's. It. It sounds. You know. I absolutely twenty thousand dollars is almost completely unbelievable that you guys got it done. And I will say this: just in watching the couple, the seven and a half minute, you know, wonder that I watched, and the uh, the the teaser trailer, it's the cinematography. Who you know? The, I don't know if it was a cinematographer, the DP, you, a, a combo of all of you guys. But it looks. It doesn't look like some type of a low budget B movie. It, you know what I mean? It looks like something you would see on a on a, any big screen, uh, you know, on a right, on a right. fri- on a big you know big budget Friday opening. Yeah, yeah, and you know that was the, that was the big thing uh, that we really tried to push is that hey, you know, we did it for for twenty thousand dollars, but listen, we didn't we didn't sacrifice quality, we didn't sacrifice uh, our product to to do it for that amount, and I think that's what makes the product uh, or the project even more incredible is that we did it and it, and it still came out just, it, it, it's comparable to anything else that's coming out on a Friday. Like with, you said, with, uh, with you being like a producer director, like what's like, what would you say is like something like if you were to like uh, teach another director or producer or give them a tip, what would be like the number one thing that you tend to focus on when you're putting together a project like this? Um, to find your tribe, meaning that you you have to like it's it's a team effort so like the reason we were able to go in and be so super efficient with this project is because my it's it's my team that i always use it's my sound guy ben my dp who is responsible uh you know for the lighting and the cinematography uh, of the film um we already know how each other works so he already knows my expectations or what I'm looking for as far as composition and lighting and things like that. And my sound guy knows what I'm looking for because I'm the one that did all the editing and the color grade and everything on top of it. So it's a unique way that I shoot because I'm shooting for the edit. 
I don't have to worry about trying to convey a message to someone else in post because I'm the one putting it together. Yeah, so, it, it gives you a sense of reliability. Yeah, and there's certain things that I I know in my head when it happens uh, that how it's going to come together in, in post. So it's it's a whole different vibe. But the thing is, is like the, all those people we we have been working together for you know 18 months prior to that on other projects. Ben was my DP on the short uh, film Slight. I don't know if you got a chance to check that out. We were nominated for three awards in the 48-hour film project for cinematography, best cast ensemble, and um, best special effects. And you'll see a lot of familiar faces in that one as well um, from popping up in the e-list. Okay, yeah, because because so, I, I did see that, and I know because like when I was looking at your projects, it's like uh, it's like 2017 or like 2017 mm-hmm. or sooner. Um, so mm-hmm. I mean, you only it seems you only got into it like recently. I mean, what were you doing before? Um, you know, getting into entertainment. So well, I've been doing. Uh, I've had my media production company. I've been doing media for 15 years, but in 2015. Up until that point, uh, I was doing a lot of music videos, branding and marketing commercials, uh, Ah. uh, small to medium businesses, um, weddings occasionally. And I came to this realization in 2015 that, you know, there wasn't going to be any studio or producer that saw this amazing music video I did and give me a budget to start shooting narrative. So I kind of just went out on my own to make it happen because, you know, I, I'm also at an age where I'm 40 now, but I was 35 at that time. And I was at a an age and point in my life where I had like adult responsibilities, like kids and a mortgage. I couldn't, I couldn't like go and start at the bottom of, uh, uh, on someone's set as a production assistant. Like right. I couldn't afford to do it like financially, literally couldn't do it. Ugh, so kids are the worst. <laughs> Yeah, uh, buddy. I, <laughs> so, I, as the forty-year-old guy here, I I, I feel you one hundred percent on that. Yeah. So it was like, well, what do I do? So I, I did a I did an Indiegogo fundraiser for my first short, Belief, um, which we shot in twenty. We shot it in twenty sixteen. Well, at the beginning of twenty seventeen, we got. I wrote it in twenty sixteen, casted, did everything in twenty sixteen. We shot it in twenty seventeen. Um, and that kind of just gave me the bug from there. Um, and now I have, uh, the E-listers, which will be, uh, is my first full feature film. And that comes out on the 12th and then it'll be uh, available on, on Amazon on the 13th for buy, uh, to digital purchase or rental. Um, and I, I have three other scripts that I've optioned from different writers that will be going into production um, shortly after the release of the E-listers. That's awesome, man. I, I love to hear that. And I mean, because it, it seems like you're kind of, you know, self-made or, you know, self-starting yourself. And Oh, I, yeah. Well, yeah, it's definitely like I'm self-taught from 15 years ago when I was doing a lot within the, the, the music scene in Atlanta. It was my skill set comes from the needs of the artists I was working with because a lot of new and upcoming artists, they don't have budgets or big budgets to get the visuals and the graphics and everything. So I was purchasing things as a manager and trying to produce artists that way where I was trying to fill in those gaps. Um, but it got to a point where I, I had to start soliciting those services to uh, clients that could pay for it because I was just digging myself in a financial hole um, but during the time of digging that hole, I, I learned a, a, a ton. So, you know, I, it, it's 
definitely just part of the experience and has brought me to where I am today. And now, shortly after the e-listers, um, we'll be opening a grand opening of my studio. It's uh, that I purchased a 2,100 square feet commercial property last year. Wow. Um, and we've, we've been renovating it. So we'll have a full post-production recording studio, podcast studio, uh sound stage the the whole nine so uh and if you go if you ever go to get a chance to go to my website and go to the studio page we have like the progression picks because everybody thought i was insane for basically buying a shithole or a dump and now it's like <laughs> and turn it into it, something cool oh dude like i'll tell you it was four walls and a roof and uh with four support beams in there and it was built in the 50s and it had been vacant for four years and but that's that's got history you know like there's a you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, man especially in atlanta the 50s that's old for atlanta yeah so but we went in and now if you like i said if you get a chance you go to my site go to the studio page uh we're about a week away from getting our final county inspections and then you know we'll be set to open up business and you know it's it'll be a great thing dude that's awesome congratulations well go ahead and tell our listeners what is your studio page so they can go check it out everything related to anything i'm doing is m3creative.net um if you are on social media if you just look up m3 creative studio or directed by m3 anything related to m3 that's but I like to send people to the website because that kind of links out to everything else from social media to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, a splash page. It's a, yeah. It'll send them any direction they want to go in. Yeah. The, it has everything. My whole portfolio of everything, even the not so good. Stuff <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> well, now I'm digging yeah. through it, buddy. Uh, well, so yeah. the M3, I'm assuming that's the, those are your initials, three M's Well, s- or so, you're a big fan of BMWs. <laughs> no. So, it, it's condensed from Michael Mueller Media, so it's 3M, okay. so M3. Because I found when I started, when I went to Michael Mueller Media as a company, I found that my last name, people had a tendency to jack up, and it was a spelling error, this, this, and that. So what I have found in all my branding and marketing things um, that I've done in my life is like, for consumer-based anything, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, right, that so makes that's sense. Just, I've heard that before. You know, so, M3 Creative, there's You're no stupid. way someone can jack that up. I mean, I guess they really could, but I doubt that's someone I want to do business with, anyways. So, <laughs> it's M3, so it's just way to condense it. Yeah, I like yeah. That. Okay, so M3Media.com? No, m3creative.net. Creative.net. Oh, excuse, uh, excuse me. me. Coleman's an idiot. I, he, I am. That's he, why I clarified. <laughs> you, he just... I was like, why? Well, in, in his defense, though, I, I did ramble off. <laughs> no, no, no. No, but you just said it. I, well, I'm, and I'm terrible with that stuff. So, you know, I did, I did my best. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, but that's so why it's exactly why I got clarification. But, uh, man, yeah, I will tell good. you, and I will say this, man. Just And it sounds like the th- what you're opening up there in Atlanta is really... It sounds like a, a multimedia hub, like... Anybody can come there and just be creative, their podcasting yeah. or their music ability or their, you know, if they want to, I'm assuming you'll have a little probably photography space or some, some filming oh, yeah, space. We'll, yeah, there's a, yeah. So we'll have a soundstage where people could do photo shoots. They can, um, if they want to build, you know, small sets in there, they can, we'll have a full. So it's, it's really cultivating the culture for creatives. Cause especially on my, I live on the South side of Atlanta and, literally they're the closest just any studio is like 30 minutes from my house so my side of town there there was no space 
so we'll be doing a lot of different workshops, like uh, director workshops, filmmaking workshops, things like that. Because I really feel like if you want to have an influence in in your creative community, then then you have to kind of provide the lane for that to grow that. So, you know, by doing that with workshops, I also do an after school, um, high school, after school filmmaking class where we have like 20 kids every Thursday that this year we've been going through developing a script, writing a script, and now we're going to shoot the, the script that they came up with and wrote. Oh, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, that is really cool, man. I feel like that's that can really help them because everybody thinks it's just oh, come up with an idea, turn on the camera, and then make it happen. It's but it sounds like with you even describing your first project and that you wrote it and cast it and did all the pretty much legwork in 2016, mm-hmm. and then it was 2017 yeah. before you were even rolling on it. Yeah, yeah. So it does. It takes it takes time. Like it, I mean. It was like slight the 48 hour film project we shot shot and edited that in 48 hours because that's what the contest is that's you know insane what I mean? right yeah right. so everybody's under those same parameters yeah and there was 96 teams we competed against and we ended up in the top five for cinematography uh best cast ensemble and visual effects which isn't a bad and not in 96 in atlanta like that's it's tough competition like honestly it's a lot of great filmmakers they, here you have a ton and, of talent in in all all areas really up there atlanta is is the hub for a really for filmmaking especially a lot of production is done there i feel like it's cheap for people to do it there and just there's talent it just breeds talent it has for a long long time yeah you know and it, uh, it that's that's a very true statement and i think you know especially there is so much untapped acting talent and crew talent like I mean, it's just the, the amount of people like some of the times I'm watching like the E-listers, for example, last night going through uh, my final cut and I'm just like, dude, this is like way too good for me to have anything to do with it. Like it's almost <laughs> like that surreal moment. Like right. I'm totally like it's cool if people want to give me the credit. I'll roll with it. But I know in my head. It's way too good for for me to well, have anything. Yeah, because I mean, it, like, you know like I mean? how how did that movie like how did that idea come about? Like, uh, was it like a light bulb one day, or was it something like okay. gradually worked on? Have you done a bunch of extra work in the past? I've never done. I've never done any acting work. Um, so, but Edward Reed, the creator and writer of it, he has done a a ton of extra work. Um, so a lot of it, and anytime speaking with people that have seen either the trailer or the the teaser and they weren't involved with the project, but they, they, they can't believe how close we hit the nail on the head with it in the depiction of, of what the set life is like as a background extra. And ultimately it just came from Edward's different stories. He's e- either heard or seen or been a part of throughout all his years on set. And he kind of just built it around those experiences. So I don't. I wouldn't say it's based on a true story, but it's based on real events. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? ba- yeah. Like yeah, grounded in reality, like and for sure, yeah, guy, like, yeah. uh, written yeah. from a perspective of a guy who's who's had years doing that. I mean, yeah, well, exactly. Is there even a movie that can uh, even somewhat be related to to the niche idea? Because like I've never like I was trying to think of like a movie like oh yeah you could compare it to this or can compare it to that. No. I can't. There's- I don't- there is there is nothing that you could, and that's what's so great about it too is that in the world of reboots and remakes like this is actually original content and yeah. it's good and it's funny the only comparison and it was actually from 
uh, Lindsay Rael and one of her, she plays Kathy King. She's like the new girl on set. She's never done background before. That's her character. And in her interview, we, that we'll be releasing the cast interviews at the end of the week. But in her interview, she says that, you know, it, it's, it's something like the office, meaning that you don't have to work in an office to find the office funny. So okay. you don't have to necessarily be in film or be a background actor to find this interesting or funny. That's the only comparison that I've heard at any level, which obviously, you know, it's not saying it's anything like the office. It just means, Hey, you don't ever in your life have to be on a movie set to find this funny because it's just, it's crazy. And there's some really, really uh, amazing standout characters that people are going to absolutely love. Well, because one thing I was going to ask you too, and you had like kind of brought up like remakes and you know uh, like uh, second parts to things and stuff. But if this one would take off, would you guys uh, consider like an E-listers two or three? You know, honestly, I, I, I've been talking with um, Edward, and we're just you know strategizing you know different talking ideas. And honestly, there is so much, especially with. Like it was, I, it was one thing when I read it on paper, and it was one thing when it, we were in production, and then seeing the magic all come together in post. There, this is like a universe. It could literally, it's a, it's a. Think about how many background extras there are globally. Yeah, like, and think I mean, about any, and there's no one any, there to tell their story. Nobody's telling their story. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they're third world stepchildren that they're needed but not wanted. You see what I'm saying? Like, right, right. They can't. They can't catch a break. Right. You yeah, know? you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't fire them, but you also can't put in cardboard cutouts. Like, yeah, it's yeah. a <laughs> can't live with them. Yeah. Can't, can't kill them type scenario. Yeah, yeah. Well, I find it yes. funny that in that in the e listers coming out as I'm looking through some of your stats here on it, I find it I find it ironic that there are 60 plus speaking character roles and 50 mm-hmm. plus extras. You have far mm-hmm. more, you have far more speaking roles than you have extras, which I feel like is a bit flip flop from probably most films. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. And just the, uh, it's not only flip flop from other films, but it's also not normal for any movie to have 60 speaking characters. I thought, I thought I, that was, that was pretty, pretty, pretty high number. I, I don't know a lot about, you know, technical stuff yeah. from on sets, but I felt like 60 plus speaking roles is a ton. It was the way Edward wrote it. It was to kind of give all of the, the background extras, you know, the spotlight for a minute. So even if it's, you know, for a couple lines of dialogue and passing or whatever, it's, these guys are so used to not being able, to, you know, the thing is, is like when, when they, when they're on a set and they're in background mode, they are pantomiming. I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Pantomime. Just yeah. like okay, mouthing so words. I, and I've been told that they're, they're like acting coaches or people tell them like a specific phrase to repeat back and forth to each other or mouth back and forth to each other to make it, I guess, on camera seem like they're really speaking. Yeah. So the, the, and it's, it's, it's insane because like, even like, for, for example, on that seven minute one, you, you hear the commotion, like they're in a room, there's a lot of people, there's all these things going on. But when I go back and I watch the original Roth, I mean, just being there, it's dead silent, except for the person that's speaking. So I mean, you know, it's a lot of post production magic in it. But that's the thing, these people are never allowed to talk ever on set. Right. So we wanted to make sure that we had more people speaking 
than not people speaking. That's cool. I felt like that was probably a conscious decision and not just a happy accident. I'm a, a, a yeah. I'm really excited for the the movie. And you said it was available on Amazon, right? When it, it com- when it comes out Friday the thirteenth, yeah, so- correct? Friday the 13th. How ironic is that? Right? That is ironic. I know. Well, I would say congratulations, but it sounds like you ruined all these extras' careers by giving them lines and they'll never have jobs as extras anymore. That now on their resume, they have to put leading man, leading lady. Yeah, they they get all the the featured, uh, the featured. Uh, roles now, right? So, hey, they, yeah, they got hey. that. Well, to get to have speaking parts, that now they're all SAG certified, right? <laughs> yeah, you know that's 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 another topic for another day. <laughs> okay, okay, no problem. I, I'm sorry. I I, I, I want to do a follow up after you guys get a chance to check out the film and really get your honest opinion because those are the those are the best because it helps me grow as a filmmaker and okay. you know it's always interesting to. Uh, you know, get other people's opinions on stuff because yeah. you know that that's really at the end of the day, we're we're creating this content and telling these stories for the masses, uh, for enjoyment, entertainment purposes, and all the blood, sweat, and tears. Because you know, what what's the what's the la- what's the worst movie you've seen recently? What that a movie that you just felt sucked? Oh God, let me think. Oh, that's a what good was question. I really disappointed in. Um. Uh, oh, you know, I hate to say it. I didn't think it sucked, but it, what, I, I can say it did, I felt like it didn't live up to the hype. And you might think I'm crazy. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, my God. I'm so with you on that. Thank you. Okay. I love Tarantino. Uh, it's I great. It, even, it's beautifully shot. Like I just felt like it was I all filler. I not even get to the end of it. Uh, well, the end is the end's your payoff. So get there. But even then, it's still like, what? What? That's the end? Okay. Here's the thing. If people look so shocked, I'm like, dude, okay, first of all, the thing is, is like, okay, it's totally Tarantino. Like, okay, dude, you can grow as a director. Like, you don't have to just tell the same. Like, it's it's so classic Tarantino, it's not even in- engaging after seeing it ten times. And they're like, oh, the performances are amazing. Well, yeah, the fucking right. It's Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Thank like, you. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's an all-star yeah. team put together by all-stars for all-stars. It's all all-stars. Damn right, it better be, you know, the bones of it better be fucking good. I'm going to tell you, you know what else I was disappointed in? The Irishman. Yes. Completely. Okay. And yes. I'm a huge Scorsese fan. Same. I mean, I all of them. Like, Who doesn't like any of those people in that movie? They're all beloved, yeah. and they're all amazing, and they were great, but it was like, I feel like they were all great pieces. They were all the like four or five great parts that never meshed. Like, I don't know what, yeah. I don't know what happened there. I was there. also hugely disappointed in El Camino. Oh, were you? Oh, I, like, I like yeah. that one. I, I like yeah, that one. I was one. okay with that. Honestly, yeah, I was, I, I don't no, know. I wasn't. Well, let me, let me, put, it in a, let me okay. put it in a different context. Okay. Though. So, basically... Uh, we waited six years to see to see Jesse get a new identity. That's it. Like that's all it really happened when you think about yeah. like what happened in the movie. Yeah, it I mean, spoiler really alert. Progress. Yeah, we just, we see him get away. It's then, it's only theoretically character. he gets away and he's got free the rest of his life. In my mind, though, that's what I thought happened at the end of the season, like when when the series ended. You know what I'm saying? Like I thought because you see him driving off. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. So you assume okay, yeah, I guess. But yeah, this just was just yeah. Six years later, uh, they're like, well, let's actually write what what happened. You know, I guess. Uh, yeah, and yeah. they wrote it and filmed it. I don't know. I liked it, and but like, it, it there it definitely it could have it could have been better. I'll agree there. It, it, it's like all it was character like, development. But what are you developing characters yeah. for? Are you starting a new season? Yeah, like, no, it's what, not like, develop. Like, I'd say it's more character. You know, closing the book. It's, <laughs> a, it's a it's an end of the character. That's a good but point. I think, I think it's because like you have someone like Vince Gilligan who is an amazing showrunner, 
but you the same things that you can't apply the same writing techniques and tactics that you would into a film because you don't have the luxury of time to do that like you have to do all your character development like within 15 to 20 minutes of a film to get your audience attached to a character. Yeah, that's a great like, point. I never thought, I mean, I've heard, you know, about the differences in television and film, but I never really thought about that. Yeah, you have episodes after episodes after episodes to develop your character, which he did. I mean, everybody says, you know, Breaking Bad, everybody loves the show, but, you know, everybody's like, oh, you just get through the first, you know, season or two. It's a little slow, but that's all, that's what that is. The slow beginning is the development yeah, of Yeah, and I mean, it makes you feel attached. That's, like that's when, what makes then, you fall in love with the show right is that you love the people yes. and you're sad to see them die or you know what i mean happy to mm-hmm. see them th- succeed mm-hmm. exactly exactly and i think i think that's where part of the issue was in el camino was that it was a lot of time spent developing a story or unfolding a story in which i don't think anybody really cared about that story like i is if i'm waiting six years later and i'm gonna spend the time to go and rekindle this it, it's like Breaking Bad is going to go down as like one of the greatest shows ever in uh, American television. Yeah, and yeah. you're like to to me you're just you're you're tainting a legacy with this little asterisk over here of a Netflix feature film called El Camino. Like it wasn't needed. It didn't do anything for do you feel any different about the yeah, no. series? No, no absolutely. Nope. Absol- nope, yeah. You're right. Yeah, I nope. totally see. Yeah, it could have never been done, and we would uh, the series would have been just as good. It didn't do good or bad. It's indifferent. I don't but think, now yeah. I'm, feeling, I'm feeling like disappointed. Like, I don't want to be disappointed about it. Like, I wanted to love all three of those movies we we just discussed, but it, it, they just fell short. Yeah, well, sometimes like, pe- like people just have a, like this habit of just going a little too far or not knowing when enough is enough. Fast and Furious 7 or 8. Or no, 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 it's like 19. Oh, no, whatever. Yeah, as you see? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not stop. Um, well, you know, well, I, I, we talked about movies that were disappointing, but like, what, let's just hypothetically, we'll say a bad movie, and the reason I talk about that is because, you know, at the end of the day, it's still a lot of hard work to make a bad movie like it's it's not to any one person's fault i would say um but you know it's still like just as much work as it goes into making a good movie happens with the bad movies i I, think think that's why tommy wusso from the room he gets so much credit for how shitty his movie was uh, no that was just so bad it was amazing like it's it's, it feels like work to make it make a film that bad (laughs) yeah no it, it 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 is, man. I mean, it, it's work regardless. Like, the, your days aren't any shorter. Your your processes aren't any whatever. Sometimes you just get shit and you can't make it good. Like, but the people that worked on the E-listers and, you know, the, the crew and the cast that just really came together. I, I mean, like, the second it comes on and the movie starts and it gets rolling and you start getting introduced to the characters, you just automatically feel this synergy and connection and chemistry that they all have, which it just, with the amount of chaos and like, there's not a, like all the scenes have like five, six people speaking at a time. Like it's total chaos throughout the whole thing, but it just gels really, really well together. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for it. And I want to make sure. Yeah. I I got this. It sounds like just in in the 10 minutes I've seen it, it looks great. I'm looking super forward to downloading our Amazon on the 13th. Yeah. And let me make sure I got this. It's uh, elistersmovie.com. And then m3creative.net? Well, it's just elistermovie.com, not plural. It's okay. just elistermovie. Yeah, there was something crazy with the 
domain when we went through that. So we just had to do e-lister movies. Yeah, so, don't yeah, make that mistake. Far. I just uh, put, put 17 viruses on my computer by uh, searching e-lister's movie. That's some crazy <laughs> porn. Don't check that out. Just check out yeah. e-lister. You should probably get an Apple then because you would <laughs> get those viruses if you didn't have. Damn it. I'll Windows. step my game Yeah, on. then it's a non-issue. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I tell you what, I, we look forward, like I said, to downloading it, and then honestly, I yeah, we'll keep in touch because I really, I I really like that you 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 know challenged us to to you know follow back up and give you our honest feedback. I look really forward to doing that, and honestly, I want to uh, next time we talk, I would love to talk about you talked about uh, your history in the music business in Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta guy myself, so we can talk about that, and uh, we can just oh, talk yeah, yeah, some sure, uh, anyway. Atlanta boy hometown shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely, man. I'd love to. Awesome, hey. man. Go Falcons, go Braves. Awesome. Mike. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Michael, Mike Mueller, Michael Mueller uh, thank you for taking time to talk to us. Producer, director, uh, the E-Listers movies coming out here in mid-March. I'm excited for it, and uh, we can't thank you enough for taking time to talk to us. Oh, man, it was my pleasure, guys. I had a great time. Thanks, hey. man. We'll be in touch, and we will definitely circle back and give you our, our feedback in a couple weeks. Okay, sounds good, man. Thank you. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, man. Bye. Yep. Ciao. Wow, okay. that was awesome. That was really that was cool. cool. What a what a what a sweet man. Uh, we in, we anticipated on fifteen twenty minutes, and he was. I I really enjoyed our conversation, and I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to talking to him again. Yeah, it ran, we, it ran longer than fifteen or twenty, and I'm happy with that. We doubled our time. Yeah, we did because it just flowed like that. Yeah, the guy like I could man, I, I'll drink a beer with that guy. Let's go to Atlanta, hang out, and record some shit in his podcast studio, John. It's not that far of a drive. It's really not. <laughs> we don't have. We'll a studio. go to the aquarium <laughs> and fucking yeah, and we'll do some ghetto shit. You know, just make it all a real full Atlanta trip. Yeah, yeah, no, I, the, that was really cool to find out about that, and I mean like seriously, the mu- the movie. With with uh, the we call it the movie the movie by, by Mueller Mueller's movie <laughs> say that seventeen times fast I was Michael waiting. Mueller's movie <laughs> oh man I uh, like with a twenty thousand dollar budget to to uh like with the previews and the trailers I, that we saw it was such professional like I value said, I've seen ten minutes of this in preview form and stuff and there's I'm like how the fuck did they do this for twenty thousand dollars like the camera work is amazing it's so so crazy when he pointed out that that camera. That for that cut that I saw was all one cut. And then as soon as he said, it, I was like, "Holy shit, he's right!" I just recently saw 1917, and that whole almost entire film was that way. And that was kind of a big deal for it when that came out. Everybody was like, "Oh my god, it's one cut from start to finish." See, that, like that's a little so that's like he and he explained how hard that is. Can you imagine making an entire film that it, same style? It seems like sacrificial because I don't think it's anything that really everybody notices. But it's something right. that like people take the time out of their day to right. To but do in the back in of your movie. mind, yeah, I feel like you appreciate that because that's kind of how you move through life, right? It's like a POV style as it flows through a room and looks around. You feel like you're panning. Your view is the camera's view. So yeah, yeah, I feel like that's a it's a it's a really cool way to make especially a film, especially an entire film, but that one seven and a half minute scene. It flows nicely. And yeah. again, it's so smooth you don't notice it, but you appreciate it. And there is no movie out like the one that he's putting out. No. I mean there is that um what's it called? I think that there's one there's called that, like, what, Office Space. No, it's the, like the Office Space of movies. <laughs> <laughs> Just no, kidding. There's a there's a movie like called The A List. Or something, mm-hmm. and it, you know it's it's the the A list actors, and they're you know so like I guess uh, this that's is, called this, every movie. So this is kind of like the contrary <laughs> to every that. movie ever. No, but a movie starring the Hedgehog, Jim Carrey. Like come talking on, talking about the life of an A list actor. So ah, this is just okay. the the other side of that coin. It's a behind the scenes. So it's like, but that's not really something that can be compared because it's like directly opposite. Right, right, right. Comparative, yeah, comparatively opposite. Comparatively opposite. All knows? the lines versus none of the lines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, that was a great interview and a great show. 
Power, so let me pat you on the back while you pat me on the back there, John. Whoop. Mm. My back is on my back, not in my crotch. Stop yeah. touching me there, John. Yeah. Uh, Hashtag me too. We Yeah, we're about to get out of here. Uh, this is episode 129 of Funny to Informing. However you found us, we appreciate you. So it's, uh, this is where we focus on the jokes first with bits of information and fun facts and personal stories. Personal stories, local flair, and occasional interviews like you just heard. Yep, and uh, we hope that you guys enjoy listening. As much as we enjoy chatting and shooting the shit, you can laugh with us or at us. It doesn't matter. And Coleman, tip your interview talkers. <laughs>